Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. This is Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. And today we have the of having first-songwriter Tyler Love. Tyler Love is an emerging artist hailed from Dorothy, PA. You really can't put a title to her style. It's a mix of singer-songwriter meets indie pop rock with a whimsical dark twist. She's a unique talent with music that is energetic, compelling, and, and passionate with the ability to speak to the heart with her expressive and moving lyrics. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm alive and kicking. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been a hell of a six years, let me tell you. But uh, I'm I'm making it. Uh, I'm I'm still breathing up something safe, so I say I'm blessed in that regard. But um, can't believe we're still in this pandemic. Um, and how have you been during this whole pandemic thing? Um, I've been really good. Um, I mean, the whole pandemic thing is, you know, that, but I've been doing really good and I've been able to actually play all throughout the pandemic, which was like such a crazy thing that I was able to do because I know a lot of other artists, unfortunately, weren't able to, and a lot of people lost their jobs because of it, but I was fortunate enough to go and, you know, play out and do fun stuff during it, so and look at the brighter side of it. So that was cool. But yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. Now, did you need, um live streaming? Um, no. I actually didn't well yeah, no, I did. I did actually once. Like I went on Facebook. I did a Facebook live stream like once and then I um you know, did that but other than that it was all live shows, which was just so cool because, you know, like live music, especially just to hear live music during something like that and something so, you know, crazy and just a time of sadness and anger and all that. So it was cool to be able to be that voice that people were like, oh, I can listen to you and it's live music and it's fun. So, you know. (laughs) Yes, that's awesome. Kudos for you. You Yeah, it was really hectic on people that actually had gigs and then they lost gigs and then they had to figure out, you know, how to make money and all that stuff and living in isolation so it's been crazy for all of us now one of the questions i'd like to ask is this you know, obviously during the pandemic you know we had a well, downtime because i work from home during the time and who you want to be as a person you know like i tell everybody um one of the craziest things that i'm seeing was family members walking um side together because that was just like the weirdest thing to me because before the pandemic you didn't see that many families especially in my neighborhood um walking together the other thing that you know i have colleagues 
they were like, oh, they realized that they were they were working too much, so they cut back on hours of work, so they spend time with family. Um, some of the things you know that we realized, obviously, that the pandemic was awful, but at the same time, it it brought some a lot of good changes, a lot of good changes mm-hmm. for people in their lives. Um, you know, yeah. it, we were we weren't in the streets, so pollution level was down. The animals in the trees and everything were happy for us not to be out there. You know, they sang, they danced. Um, you had um, you had people. There were several articles about people quitting their jobs because they realized that you know they wanted to do something that was more than about money. They wanted to do something that's more fulfilling. You know, something that's their mission or their destiny in life. And for artists, you know, some of us are just like, you know, I want to do something different. I want to create a new brand. I want to do a different genre. Or I want to do any genre. Or I don't want to do music anymore. A lot of people really took time to reflect, decide what they want to do. Um, during this time, I know you had the opportunity to perform, but do you think about really who you want to be as an artist, you know, if you want to be an effective player? What is your ultimate goal with music? Yeah, well, um, so, yeah, definitely. The pandemic was just, like, a huge time of reflection for everyone, like, even working or not working. Like, you just – I was just such, like, a quiet time, but yet it was so loud for everybody. And, like, with just all the different types of changes and, like, it just was really cool. And, you know, it was cool to see how the world really worked when it was just, like, not so – crazy all the time and Mm -hmm. but it was just also a time of like I said sadness and to see how there are people who are really like in need and there's people who are fighting for things like all the protests that were going on over the years but uh yeah for me like changing as like reflection time as an artist um Mm -hmm. it was cool to actually see where I wanted to be and how I wanted to navigate myself because before, I mean, like, I knew that music was all I ever wanted to do. I knew that music is just me. It's, like, it's a second part of me. Like, I have me, this one half, and then music is my second half. So it's, like, that's just all I live and breathe all the time. Um, But, yeah, so to actually know that 100% there's nothing else in this world that I wanted to do, and I knew that I could actually make a living out of this, and everything that I want to do during this it was just it was so cool to just like actually sit down and work really hard on my goals as a musician awesome now what was it about music industry that made you say whoa music is me I have to do this thing with something that you saw heard was it that that made you say oh my gosh I'm Skyler Love and this is what I'm doing um well, I think what made me say was, oh, my God, I'm Skylar Love, was when my parents <laughs> named me Skylar Love. But, um, I, like, I just, I mean, for music, I always wanted to be a person who could be a voice. And, um, like, for me, when I was 11 was when I first, was when I first did my first open mic night. And I played an original song of mine, which I wrote. Um, about this girl that I really liked at the time and um, it was just a hard thing for me to do to go out and perform something and be so vulnerable to everybody 
But I realized that vulnerability is something that I really like to do. And I like to just show everybody that it's okay to have, to have something to share with everybody. And I think me, when I was younger, there's so many artists that I looked up to and their lyrics really spoke to me that I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be like that for somebody else too. Like I want like another 11 year old little girl to look at me and think that's a strong woman figure that I can look up to. And I relate to her lyrics and something about her speaks to me and I relate to her because I just feel like that's so cool that I was able to do that for like, I was, I was able to connect with somebody else as an artist. And I just hope that in the future, somebody can do that for me, you know? Right. No, I get that. That's awesome. How important is it for you to um, be authentic in your music as an artist as well? Uh, Very. (laughs) I like to be, I like to just talk about a lot of experiences that are just so, there's just subjects that a lot of people don't like to touch on. Like, Um, And a lot of times I like to challenge myself by writing about things that I've never even personally experienced. Like I wrote about um, having brain cancer. I wrote about having um, being um, getting pregnant by somebody at a young age. And then the daughter, the son or whatever, the kid watching this father figure walk out on them and just like just teenage pregnancy, like something that I've never personally experienced, but it's like just something that it's like a challenge that real people face and subjects about songs that just people like never write about. It's always, I feel like every song I hear is, you know, about love or how you fall out of love or how you're falling in love. And I'm just like, I want something new or something refreshing. That's something that people don't like to talk about. That's like, because that's always brings up the best conversations, you know, things that make people uncomfortable. I like to make people uncomfortable. So I I truly love that because what we call that in the music world social impact message songs. And so it's interesting that you talk about that because I had a conversation, well, I've been having a conversation with people for the past week about that. You know, right now is Grammy season, so all of us are um, listening to music and voting on it and stuff like that. And, and, you know, and besides all of that, we submit our music to different platforms on a yearly basis. So what I've realized in submitting to some of these places, they really don't understand the concept of social impact message. They don't understand the concept of artists really wanting to affect change in somebody or just be there for other people in the world. Because, you know, you submit music and say, well, she didn't really or she didn't do that. We're not trying to be like anybody else. We're trying to affect change. It's not about charting. It's not about uh, uh, making money. It's not the high, the most stream. It's about affecting a change, giving something that's different, positive, unique to the world. And what's interesting is that, you know, if you go to these music conferences, they're always telling you, if you're going to send us a song, Rihanna, whatever, we want you to give us something different, something they haven't done. They're always telling independent artists, oh, you should you know, be unique. And then when you present uniqueness, they're just like, well, that's not like this. I think the industry cannot make up their mind about what they want. But. What they do want to do is inundate you with the same artists over and over again. So it's refreshing mm-hmm. um, to hear that you love to write about things that are real. You know, yeah, yeah. falling in love, out of love, break, da, da, da. That's real, but it's, it's, it's not the number one thing that's real in life. You know, people go through things. And music, 
we as artists have the power, you know, this is our superpower. We have power to heal, to move people, make them angry, cry, whatever. We have the power to affect change in other people's lives. I completely get you, and it's, and it's because of artists like you, you know, we can listen to something different in you out there rather than the same old crap they play on the radio. I'm not pooing on the mainstream artists, but, you know, we you know, we need something fresh and exciting. Now, how do you exactly. deal with um, anxiety? As a performer, obviously, you have to perform in front of large crowds and, you know, get in front of people and do all kinds of things like that. So how do you deal with that? Um, so that's actually from anxiety. I deal with okay. really, really bad anxiety. And it frustrates me having to come down the stairs all the time and, telling my dad, I think I'm having a heart attack. And he's like, you're 16, calm down. But I'm like, you know, that's my only escape from all that. And it feels good to go up on stage and, like I said, be able to connect with people and relate to people and not to sound pretentious or anything, but, like, have people come up to me and say, oh, my God, your song just made me cry. Like, I love that. I love being, like, I touched somebody somewhere that was so just like raw and like that it it made them like cry that I was just like, it's such a beautiful thing to hear. But um, like with my anxiety, I, um, I do, that's the only thing that, like I said, helps me escape. I go to my room, I play my guitar and I just write. And that's what helps me. And people always ask me, Oh my gosh, how do you, how do you go up and you stand in front of people and you sing and you just like do that like every single weekend and every single night and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and they're like, I could never do that. I'm like, okay, well, like I can't <laughs> like, I just like, it's just something that I love to do. I mean, I, it's like I said, just my escape from everything. I, I when before, you know, when I decided to get into the music industry, I was like, Oh my gosh, I was extremely shy, so I didn't know how I was going to get on stage and sing in front of people, and I had my first CD release party. I was nervous. I got up there, but once I got into the groove of things, I was like, oh, I can do this, and then once I stopped mm-hmm. carrying all in, I didn't, you know, because as long as your mindset is that you're going to get a good show, you're having a good time, then what's the point in being nervous? Whatever you're going exactly. giving out, you're going to come back. So when I perform, I don't get nervous at all. I just up there, I do my thing, I sing, I have a good time, good feedback, and that's about it. But yeah, I can understand the whole anxiety thing because I had it at one point. Um, so what is your writing process like? And if you get writer's block, how do you deal with it? Um, so my writing process is like, I feel like it's all over the place sometimes because uh, people, like, when I first started writing, like, uh, songs and stuff, like, I had people tell me, like, oh, read this songwriting book, read this, do this, right. um, here's little formulas that you can follow, and I'm just like, uh, but the way my brain works, I have ADHD, so I can't follow any type mm-hmm. of organization, so right. I'm just like, when I write, I'm like, okay, this is how I'm writing, and this is how I do it. I don't really think I have, like, a you know, certain thing that I follow when I write songs, I just kind of start playing and then I just let words kind of roll off my mouth, the tongue, whatever. (laughs) And then um, um, when I get writer's block, I just like beat myself up about it. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't write. And then I'm like, 
and then I write but I like I don't think when I have writer's block I just like get really upset and really annoyed by it which I have Mm -hmm. really big writer's block right now and it's really making me mad but um it usually like only lasts like a week or so and then I'm back and I'm writing but still when it happens it's like just sitting there and being like why is nothing working why does nothing sound right and then when I write a song coming out of writer's block I'm like oh god this sucks and then I show it to my parents and they're like yeah this does suck and then <laughs> and then my mom just made a face but and then I'm like okay I'm gonna write something really good and then I write something really good no I'm kidding but no I just write and I, like I said, I don't think I really have a formula or anything that I really follow specifically. Now, what I do when I'm writing a song, you know, I will throw words on, on the screen and I'm writing in on paper. Yes, I am. I will throw just the words I think I want to use because I like to use words that you don't normally hear in songs just to make it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start yeah. out by you know, yeah. trying to do verse, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, and all that stuff. And then I get annoyed with myself and I'm like, why am I trying to do that? I just be myself just write the thing I want and a lot of times now when I write a poem in the in the course might just be one word or a couple words uh, here and there just to make it a little bit different um and so but I'm I, I'm not organized well. I, I just you know I start out with a chorus and then I work around the chorus and then I'll look at all my sheets of paper the computer and say okay I want to use this word let me grab this let me do this and everything comes together after a while. When I when I, I get angry when I have writer's block because I'll scream at the screen or I'll scream at the piece of paper, and I'm like, why isn't something coming to me? I walk away from it, and then the next day something normally comes comes to mind. But I mean, the greatest place for me to come up with a song, and I I say this to everybody on a podcast, is in the shower because I'm always singing in the shower. Um, but I'm old as dirt. And so I can't remember anything when they come out. Um, even if I have the cell phone there, I can't remember anything. And so I've been telling people, oh, my gosh, I need to create this gadget that's waterproof, soundproof, and you just push a button and you're in the shower and you're singing, all the ideas can come through. And there's this woman that I interviewed was like, you know, there's a pad that you can have in the shower. You just put it against the wall and you can actually write and it's waterproof. So I actually brought, bought that. Really? Still gonna do my gadget, but I actually bought that and I, I'm gonna put it on the the bathroom wall and in the shower and see how that works. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool! Now I can remember uh, some of the things, some of the words that I have for some fantastic. I, I, somebody told me it's because when you're in the shower, you're relaxed. Um, water is very soothing, so a lot of things can come to you in flow. Yeah, no, I've like I've never been the type of person to sing in the shower. I've never sang in the shower. I don't, I don't write in the shower. Like I've tried to before, like try to come up with something in the shower, and I'm just like "Mm, this is bad. But like everything always comes to me on Mm -hmm. this one guitar I have, and in my bedroom in a certain position on my bed. That's how I write all my songs. That's cool. That's really cool. You should video that yeah. and put it on TikTok. <laughs> you should. This is my position for writing. And don't yeah, and you, and you, go, and you go, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> whatever works for you, let me tell you. All right, so we're going to play your song, Racing Against Your Heart. Tell us what that's about. Okay, so this song, like I was saying earlier, how every song is about 
falling in and out of love. This song right. is exactly that. And <laughs> well, not out of love, but it's falling in love with somebody. And um, I wrote it when I was 14. I'm 16 now, but um, it's just your cliche average love song. And it has a lot of driving references in it because I really wanted to drive at the time and now right. I can. So I love your voice. Thank you. 
Thank I mean, you. Oh my god, no. Me and my mom were just talking about how I literally sound like a child, like a baby on that. So really? but I sound a lot different and I'm going to be working on like recording new music, so keep a look out for that, wink wink. <laughs> <laughs> but my god but I like your vocals on this one. It because it makes well, it unique. You. It makes it unique and very authentic. And that's what you really want. Um, because you don't want mm-hmm. to sound like everybody else and obviously you don't sound like everybody else. Because in listening to that song, I felt like I could hear it in a film, one of Netflix series, a commercial. Um you really have a great grasp for your uh, with your vocals and your singing have you thought about do you focus you. on do you focus on thinking and licensing at all um yeah we're working on that definitely because that is something i want to like do and have like be like oh my gosh that's my song on a commercial and brag to you really, Just you saying, really but... <laughs> yeah no you really should focus on it a lot because you have a, there's a uniqueness to your voice um because i could art while i was listening to it i could already picture it in some of the shows that are already out there so i would implore you to you know i can um send you some sites to go on to submit your music to for sync and licensing because i think yeah, you would do, definitely. i think you would do very well there um definitely yeah thank you i mean great vocals so, what do you love most about being an artist? Um, oh, wait, that's like an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I think what I love most about it is being able to play out and sing to everybody. Because I just like, I mean, or not. I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like like being an artist, like for me being an artist, I feel like I haven't even scratch the surface of Mm. being an artist yet and I think I still have so much to learn and so much more room to grow as an artist and I'm just like really excited to see that but like for now my answer for now is definitely playing out and being able to sing to everybody which by the way is just such a Mm. I was thinking about about this because this is just such a funny concept to me that um I literally just go out, I open my voice and I sing and like singing is just doing weird things with your throat while saying words and then people clap for me. I just think that's really funny, but (laughs) no, I think that's definitely like my favorite thing about being an artist, going out on the weekends at night. And that's something that I just like, hopefully I can get to a certain level of being able to do like my own shows of just being like, this is me. This is the Skylar love show. And you're here to listen to all my music. And one day I just want people to sing back songs that I wrote in a position on my bed in my bedroom. (laughs) You know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're already doing that now. Uh, I'm sure they will do that in the future. Um, I'm sure they've done it in the past. Um, because your music is very, very catchy. Now, let's thank talk you. About, you're welcome. Let's talk about the LGBTQ plus community. How do you play a part in that? Um, well, I came out in um when I was in sixth grade, like near the end of sixth grade. Um, so I identify 
as a lesbian, and um, I like girls, so. Um, but yeah, um, no, I just realized that I've like don't think I've ever talked about this like publicly, like you know, on like a public <laughs> setting. I think it's something that I've always, you know, like I think it's just something that I've always like. Not that I've kept to myself. Like if people want to know, I'm like, oh, I like girls. Like then they know, but. I don't think in an interview I've ever talked about this, which is why, like, I want I always wanted to. So, you know, again, with vulnerability, I'm a big fan of that. And I need – I realize that I need to be more vulnerable with things. So, so how do you – I don't know if you watch Dancing with the Stars. So how do you feel about – because, you know, this is the first time they had a same-sex couple dancing on Dancing with the Stars uh, with Jojo Siwa. Yeah, I didn't even know who Jojo Siwa. That's how old as dirt I am. Um, But now I'm getting to know her. Um, So how Mm -hmm. do you feel about that? Do you think that in our society that people are are becoming more accepting? Because, Lord, they need to accept a lot of things. But do you think that they're becoming more accepting of the LGBTQ community? Plus community. Um. Well, yeah, I have, I did hear about that, about how there is the the first, like, same-sex couple, like, to dance on that show, but, yeah, it it is, it's great, but, um, yeah, I, like, I think that people, that we still have a lot more work to do with Mm -hmm. the whole accepting thing, I think people are definitely, compared to how things were before, like, Mm -hmm. if this, if Dancing with the Stars, that episode, aired in like let's say early 2000s 90s whatever 80s like just going back then like then I'm sure the reaction towards it would be a lot different but um like now it's like definitely people are learning how to be more a lot like be a lot more accepting to that stuff Mm -hmm. but like I said I think there's a lot more to go with everything in this world like and Mm -hmm. like that you know, um, people just need to learn how to also not use a lot of microaggressions. That's a lot. That's where a lot of the problems lie, too, with a lot of people just saying certain things, trying to be more, you know, involved with moving forward and being more accepting towards things, but yet they take a few steps back because it's just, it's like that mentality, and it's just something that a lot of people need to still learn, so... Amen. Um, being that you're in the indie, you're a singer-songwriter, indie pop rock, um, mm-hmm. how do you think, where do you think women are in regards to our rights in music? Um, obviously, Pooja, I mean, in, in country music, they're just now get, get somewhat getting on an equal foot, footing over there because they were playing more men, like there'd be 50 men played on the radio station for and then one woman played. Um, so in those kind mm-hmm. of jobs or in the music industry as a whole, um, how do you think we're doing as women? Do we have to fight some more? Are we in a good place? What do you think? Um, I think there's always room to still fight because, again, like with everything, with the LGBTQ plus community with, you know, a people of color, like women, whatever it might be, any type of minority, you know, there's still the people who are going to sit there and tear you down for all that you're worth. And, you know, those people are terrible people, clearly, but yeah. it's like, you know, I think that 
with being a woman in the music industry, um, there's still a lot of things that, you know, I don't even know that, like, just any basic normal, like, person wouldn't even know that goes on behind the scenes with women in the music industry. So I think a lot of times women are treated very poorly with the music industry with anything, really, like, you know, and I think that there's still room to fight and to still, you know, try and move past that and realize that, like, the equals and have equity, so. Amen, amen, amen. Um, so we're <laughs> going to play your song, Congrats. Tell us what that is about. Um, this is about people getting on my nerves. And oh, I like it already. So, they do a day that, yes, I feel you. <laughs> so that's what this one's about. Enjoy. <laughs>
Another hit. <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, you know what? People get on their nerves. I know in the past six years, a lot of people have gotten my nerves. I've never blocked, deleted more people in my entire life than the past six years. Because it's just been, <laughs> woo, it's been, uh, you know what it's been? It's been a lifelong, it's, it's been a learning experience. You truly never know people. You truly don't. Um, and sometimes yeah. things arise in life that make you aware of their true nature. And you're just like, what? Um, and they're like, okay, bye. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. Um, what is something that, you know, in the music, in, music industry is very hard and it's a lot of work because we have to be on every darn platform, Twitter, Instagram, um, mm-hmm. Facebook, Snapchat, Clubhouse, whatever it is. Um, what is what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let me think for a second. Um, I wish I had known how much I need to put po- how crucial like social media is Woo! to industry. And I think in my mind when I first kind of started, it was just kind of like oh, I'm going to go just make a bunch of music and blah, 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 and just be on my way. <laughs> but it's like with, like, I first off, I have never, ever, ever been a fan of technology, social media, mm. all that stuff. Even, like, right. when I was, like, you know, even younger than I am now, like, when it was, like, like in elementary school or middle school to be like, oh, my gosh, right. are you on Instagram? <laughs> I'm like, ew, please stop. Because <laughs> I've never, ever got that, and I still don't, even, like, with how I need to use it today, I still don't get it, and, like, I'm, like, posting stuff, and I'm just, like, okay, I I did it, but then it's just, like, you have to keep doing it, it's just, like, oh, my God, it's the biggest headache in the world, but I do it, so. (laughs) Annoying. I mean, it is so annoying. I will Mm -hmm. be the first one to tell you that you know, we've uh, interviewed people, like people that actually do this for a living, like they teach how people how to promo. And they were saying how, you know, you shouldn't post the same thing on each platform. And I was just laughing because like, it's hard enough to decide what you're going to put on the one platform, but you want me to come up with four different things on what? <laughs> and Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's so much to put into, so just much. to put into like a few likes. It's like, oh my right? God. It's like we're begging for likes. And then TikTok, I took a webinar on that. And they said, oh, you should be doing five videos a day. Okay, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That's ridiculous. See, like, I feel like everybody has their own, like, view on TikTok, especially because yeah. it's so new to, right. especially for, like, artists, like, to use it. As, because Instagram, like, everyone has kind of worked out that algorithm because Instagram right. has been around forever same with facebook twitter all that but with tiktok like oh my god i that's another thing i cannot stand <laughs> whatsoever i'm like i will talk about this like till the day i die i hate going on tiktok and i hate posting on there and i'm just like oh my god this is so frustrating please stop 
I listen, I agree with you. You know, if it wasn't for music, I probably wouldn't be doing all that stuff. We probably wouldn't be on social media, but obviously with the music, you have to keep people engaged. Now, TikTok, you know, I, I put my cats on there. Do I, I only use my music unless I'm trying to be really stupid and funny on there um, to promote my stuff. Because one of the things I kept noticing is that every artist would use other people's music. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm using my own because I need to push my music so I can get out there. Um, it's muy importante that I do that. Uh, but I get exactly. it. It's, it's a lot of work. Like, I, I don't know what got into my head. I decided to release um six seven singles back back yeah and now my head's spinning because i have to market and promo all these songs and it costs money there's some free sites you can get on but i'm like okay what did i do yesterday now i have to promote this one and then the next day and then you're gonna do and but you can't inundate the people with too much then they're gonna oh here natalie's again you know it's just there's so much things to think about in regards to all this um pushing of our music so what is exactly. uh, what's next for you? What are you working on now? Are you working on an album, a single? What's what's happening with you? Um. Okay. So yes, I'm wor- I'm going to start working on um, creating new music. I already have like literally a whole entire album planned out. I have cool. everything that I want to do. I have like I like so I see things in like colors and shapes and this and that and smells so I'm like okay this sounds like this this looks like this this is this that 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 like I have a million ideas in my head and I just Mm -hmm. like it looks like those um what are those like boards where they're trying to find out like who the murderer is that's what it looks like in my head yeah yeah. no I get it I get it it's like chaotic but I do have like everything that I want you know like planned out now the next step is going and recording it like doing things for it and all that crazy stuff so yeah I love that so what is the (laughs) one one thing or passage or word that you like to use to motivate yourself throughout the day the year the seconds the minutes the hours (laughs) um I don't know let me think (laughs) like um I guess you're fine. Stop freaking out. That's what I like to Beautiful. myself. Beautiful. I love to hear all these quotes from people and thinking just like making um, t-shirts, the artist's name under it, because I think that would be so cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, you should. yeah, you know, the one thing I've learned about this music industry is that you have to love, you have to love yourself and you have to love everything mm-hmm. that you put out. I always tell people, if you can't listen to your song on repeat a hundred times, don't put it out. Because I can listen to my music. I can rock out to my music. I can get, encourage myself when I'm listening and say, oh, Natalie, you did your thing. Yes, I do that. And I think it's important. <laughs> you have music more than anybody else is going to love it. And you have to understand that music is subjective. Not everybody's going to love your stuff. And then there's plenty of people exactly. that are going to love your stuff. Time. Well, you yeah. just said, I say that to everybody all the time. Music is yeah. subjective because everybody has different music tastes and you can't right. get mad at somebody. Like, when I tell people, like, oh, these are my favorite artists, and people are like, ew, you like that artist? I'm not going to start getting all in their face and be like, oh, my God, why don't you like them? It's like, okay, you don't like them. Cool. Let's move on. (laughs) And I tell people that all the time. Like, people don't like Justin Bieber for whatever reason, but I love his music. I don't care. I like his music. (laughs) If people don't like it, that's their problem. I'm not a huge fan of Cardi B or Megan Stallion, but kudos to them for doing what they're doing and getting 
And some people are just like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm not a huge fan of Beyonce. You know, the, the people are like, oh, my God, how can No, because I, no, I, I don't feel anything when she sings. You know, there are people that really move me a lot. And like we both said, yeah, no. and we can like who we want. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. But that's also what you said earlier about, you know, mm-hmm. you have to love yourself and you have to, you know, that's listen great. to, you have to want to listen to like your song on repeat like a hundred mm-hmm. times, which is what I used to, what I like actually enjoyed to do when I first wrote, like, I mean, put out uh, the EP mm-hmm. that I did, which had the right. songs that we just listened to. But now, like, me getting older, like, to me, I look back at that, and I'm just like, like, that's, that's old to me. Like, that doesn't feel right anymore, and I just feel like I've grown past that, and, but with all the music that I write and I play now, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I wish I could sing that song 500 more times. Like, I wish I could play that song a million more times, because it just makes me happy, and it makes me feel something, and that's when I know also that, you know, I have a good song, when I just can't stop singing it in my head, when I just enjoy to play it. I agree, amen. You know, as artists, what people don't realize, we're we're truly always evolving. We can listen to our first album, okay, but then we listen to the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, whatever, and we're just like, wow, we have evolved as musicians, we've become more creative, because we're constantly learning. That, that's just nature. You know, as people, we're always evolving. You know, sometimes people exactly. think because they're evolving together. Sometimes people uh, grow apart and so they don't stay together. And that's okay because they're not on the same, you know, they're not on the same platform. They're not doing the same thing and they don't have to do the same thing. But, you know, sometimes people grow apart. So it's just like that with music. We're always getting better at, well, most of us are always getting better at our craft. Um, well, Skylar, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I enjoyed your thank you You're really good. Um, some, within the next week, I'll send you some of that stuff for the syncing licensing because I really think you should get into that. I think your music will definitely fit. And many of the TV commercials, documentaries, movies uh, that are out there, I think you're phenomenal. Um, and, I, and I think your, your name is already in light. And people are already singing your tunes because um, you're just great. You're just awesome. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right, everybody. This is Chatting with Nat with singer-songwriter Skylar Love. You can find her on, well, her website is www.officialskylarlove.com. She's on Instagram, officialskylarlove.com. The same with Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. <laughs> She's on Spotify and TikTok. Find her, you'll love her. And if you don't remember all this stuff, just Google. Google Skylar Love. I just tell people to Google because we're on so many darn platforms. We can't remember everything. So until next time on Chatting with Matt. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.